Hey, Rob, what do you think of our funky new football in Berkshire branding? They're great, Tom. Who's made them? They've been created by friend of FIB, Ellis Woods, who runs his own creative agency, Flare Media. He's heavily involved in grassroots football and kindly sponsors this very podcast. That's great. What else do they do? Well, it's funny you should say that, Rob. Ellis offers affordable digital marketing, digital and print branding like logos, banners, flyers and business cards, as well as website content creation and management. Go and have a look at flaremedia.online and tell Ellis we sent you. Hi, everybody. We're uh, back again. I think this is episode seven. I'm starting to lose count now because uh, we, we've done quite a few and I wasn't expecting to be doing this daily, but we are. We're doing our best. This is our uh, pub, but not in a pub chats uh, in conversation with uh, podcast, regular podcast that we're doing. So it's me, Tom Canning, and you, Rob Davis. Hey, Rob, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you going? Not so bad, not so bad. And we are here with another manager. We have a, This time it's um, in the Ullsport Hellenic League Premier Division. We are here with Reading City manager Simon Johnson. Hello, Simon. Hello, guys. Um, I, you notice I managed to not call you Simon Jones there. Yes, I do remember that one. <laughs> that stuck with me. <laughs> I've, uh, it, was it, um, is it the lad that does the reserve team is Jones? Dino Jones, yeah, yeah. Does yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what happened there, but it just get there's so I've got that one and I've got whenever I type Brackley, I always type Bracknell. Uh which is <laughs> which just is just in my head and there's there's another one but I can't remember off the top of my head. So I don't know why that happened. Anyway, you did. Simon, hello, thank you for joining us. Um no We've spoke yesterday. Well, I suppose it was Wednesday, wasn't it, Rob? We spoke to Jamie Tompkins at Ascot United, yep. uh, and we've spoken to Ian Herring at Hungerford Town about everything that's going on. Um, so we thought we'd we'd get your take on it. Now, am I right in thinking you're possibly the youngest manager in the Hellenic League? I believe I am currently. Yes. How does that feel when you go to when you go to games, uh, when you go to clubs, and you sort of you've got some of these old boys hanging around working at the various clubs they do, and then and then up you pop. Uh, it's, it's all very similar. I mean, my hairline makes me look older anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I think it sort of goes under the radar quite a lot. So it's not not a massive. I don't see it as a um, deficit to us. I mean, they've had their experience. I've had my experiences, and it's just we'll get on with it, don't we? So yeah. Where where did that experience start? What made you think I know I'm going to be a manager? Um, so I actually went to the Piggott School in Twyford. Um, where I did the uh, coaching course there instead of A-levels, um, sort of alongside your classic BTECs, your MBQs, your VRQs, whatever else they have. Um, picked up my level one and level two coaching badge and then went into coaching from there. So as it's a sort of high school dropout then, really, is that, is that what we're, yeah. we're looking at? Um, so, and, and how did you get involved with Reading City to start with? Um, so I was at Henley Town, originally um as a player in the reserve sides and there i think it was when dave tuttle was there oh right um and then went on to uh with a manager that was with the reserve side at the time mark coles he got the first team job he said i want you to come in as a coach not as a player which i said yep that is fair play (laughs) um (laughs) so i went in as a coach and sort of did it alongside my level two badge um Progressed on to playing, uh, being coach under Roy Hanley, who came in. Um, and then at the end of that season, uh, Cyril and Craig came over from Woodley. So I still stayed on as the coach and picked up the physio award as well. Um, and then 
that's how I got to know Martin Law. And he came along and said, Marcus Richardson needs a first team coach. Do you want to come in? And that was sort of where it went to from there. So I had a couple of years with Marcus, took a year out, came back in Medino, and then obviously things turned to place and I got the manager's job. Martin Law is, uh, I like talking to Martin Law, he's a character, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's fantastic. He really is. What um what 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 sort of what's it what's he kind of in in respect to how your relationship is what how does that relationship work between the pair of you because obviously at the start of last season for anybody that's not aware Reading City had um it was it was different wasn't it it was um there yeah. there, there was am I am I fair in is, am I right in saying that there was a, there was a bit of money around and then and then that kind of disappeared uh several months into the season i'm not I, I i don't know that for for fact that's that's obviously just what you hear on the terrace I, I never actually knew the actual figure or what yeah. went on yeah um i was just plotting along with dino jones in the 23s <laughs> um and then yeah i know there was there was a bit of i, I don't know where happened happened um the money was all cut um so it was chucked on to myself and Rob Creech at the time, actually. Is that something that you, you really wanted to do when that came about? Did you think, right? Yes. It was something I thought that I would be doing in a few years' time. Yeah. But it's something that I, long-term, always wanted to have the first-team job at a club. Um, and it just happens to be that club was Redden City, which I was very happy about because obviously done the under-sixes at the club all the way through. So it was a great opportunity for myself. Uh, you mentioned uh, earlier about the coaching badges. Uh, how um, how easy is it to uh, complete those coaching qualifications alongside coaching uh, full time or part time uh, uh, with Reading City? And uh, uh, can you give a little insight into the process around the um, coaching qualifications in this country? Yeah, of course. So the level one, level two, what I did when I was seventeen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen years old. So going back sort of eight year, eight, eight to ten years. So they've, they've definitely changed a bit now um, from when I did them. And the FA are always looking to upgrade them and improve them and find ways to better develop coaches through the courses. Um, and then I went and did my UEFA B when I was 20. Um, I think I was, I was still at uh, Henley Town at the time and I was doing my B licence. Um, and then sort of coincided with Heimer Ibis. So that just sort of assisted me to be able to complete the coaching hours, complete the sessions required to complete the course. And then obviously back then we had the final assessment as well, which was just a weekend out of normal non-league football and down in Portsmouth doing the course instead. So there was times when you had to take time out of non-league football to go and do the course. I'm not sure how that actually works now. I think our first team coach, Gaffar, uh, Gaddusi at the moment actually doing his B licence and they now come out to watch him during our sessions so it's changed in that respect mm. um, I can't remember what I was going to say now mm. go on Rob I was going to say well, obviously after the last uh, couple of days we're starting to find out about the uh, end of the season for uh, the Hellenic League um, there's quite a lot of people who are um, Annoyed at the fact that it sounds like the whole season's going to be voided. And I think maybe some, especially clubs that are towards the top end of the table, and maybe some of the bottom end of the table who are sort of keeping quiet at the moment and maybe not um, expressing views so much. Reading this year were sort of in the mid range of the table, looking to finish top half probably. Um, what are your views on how it's all ended um, <laughs> um, at the moment? 
Well, I'm sort of in a position where it doesn't really affect us either way. <laughs> yeah. Which is, is probably quite a nice position. Um, yeah, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> if, if, if it went down to points per game, I think we would have gone down a couple of places, and which I don't agree with the points per game myself because I think looking at our remaining fixtures, we could have had a real push for the top eight at least. Um, that's that's just my opinion, mm. and you know I'm involved with what with what we had, and I think our squad was in a good place for us to go and win a few games in our final ten fixtures. So, yeah, at that. But then you look at your Ascots, your Binfields, your Westfields, your, your Jersey Bulls. You know they were pretty much nailed on to yeah. to have those places, but anything could have happened in ten games. You don't know. You absolutely don't know. I think okay. we had a run November December. Um, well, we didn't score a goal for eight games. Yes, I think I watched some of those. That was uh, <laughs> it wasn't great. So anything can happen. But then we went on a run just before that where we were unbeaten for an entire month. So you don't know what can happen. And I don't think it's fair either way. If it's null and void, I don't think it's fair. Yeah. Points per game, it's not very fair. So I will sit firmly on my fence. <laughs> In all honesty, mate, I think that's what most of it, most of us are probably doing. There, there didn't seem to be an easy easy answer no. to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but in, in terms of us, if it's if it's voided and we're currently sat tenth, that's you know considering where we were last season, that's still a massive achievement for us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah. we will take it. It takes it on nicely to to um, something I wanted to ask you about, Simon. We I know we spoke over over WhatsApp towards the end of last season. It's kind of about um, th- there was one game in particular, and I, I can't for the life of me remember who it was against. But you were you were winning right at the end, and then there was a silly foul in the corner. And they went down the other end and scored. And I can't remember. Sorry, I can't remember if you either lost the game or drew the game. And we were just sorry. That was yes. That was the one. That was the one. And I, I, I know. I know the player. It was. Um, and I know he's 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 still playing for you now. Um, but it it was one of those ones. We we had a conversation. You you asked me what I thought, and um, I said it's just it came down to discipline, because that that was the only reason I could see that that Reading City were. Were, were fighting against relegation last season, and this season, obviously, you've obviously had a change around in some of the players. Some of some of some of the players have come, some of the players have gone. But that that discipline, how how have you have you managed to change that? That because I, th- I think I think you, and you agreed with me at the time. It was down to discipline, silly fouls, and I think you said it yourself on 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 Twitter and on and that, and that sort of thing. How have you managed to change that kind of attitude around to not giving away silly fouls? Because the foul I'm talking about was in the opposite end of the pitch, the 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 the, the, um, the opposition's corner, yeah. And it, you know, it was one of those that didn't need. To, and they went, you'd think that's fine, cause a foul there, but it led to them scoring down the other end. And, and so, how have you changed that? Um, I, I think it's it's more not anything I've done. I think it's more down to the players that they just learn from the situations and you know little conversations that you can have with the individual about, you know, you didn't need to do it there. Or even when they eat from the sideline, when they give away a foul and you're screaming, you didn't need to do that. Why are you, why are you doing that? <laughs> I think sort of moments like that do, do stick with players. Not all of them. Cause yeah. you know, some players don't learn for a long time, but it's going to say, if you do something three times and then suddenly realize that it's, it's affecting the team in a bad way, then I think they naturally pick it up. Um, and the player that you were talking about that actually did it, I'd have actually expected more from him because he's a yes. very experienced Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and the same, the same here. Um, completely different player. I wanted to ask you about the um, start of the season. Uh, you had McCoy Palmer, who yes. is still with you, I think? Yeah, he's he's been in and out of injury, but he's with us. Yeah, he had an absolutely terrific start to the season. And, um, <laughs> and am I, if I remember rightly, there was another young lad you had as well. Uh, Callum. 
Yes, who who was uh, who was really good as well, and he 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 went after a couple of games, but McCoy especially. I had him after watching him a few times. I thought he's he's could be he could well be a player of the season contender here. But he's, as you say, he's been in and out. Is that do you think that's affected the team? So yes, I think at the start of the season when we had, I mean, we played a four three three at the start of the season. We had Caleb on one side, McCoy yeah. on the other. Yeah. Um, but McCoy wasn't quite at it yet. Caleb was firing. Khaled then went and I think it took us a month to adjust to not having him because he was he was that good. Yes, that he was. He was. It was it was sort of just give it to him. <laughs> just give it to him. <laughs> yes. And the rest of us would just, you know, do our bit as well. Um but obviously he went he went off to Flackwell, then played against us and scored. And we had yeah, probably a month in September getting used to it. And that's when McCoy actually had a conversation with him where he said, Since he's gone, I've realised I've had to step up yeah. it. And Believe it or not, this is actually McCoy's first season at this level. Really? Um, he sort of played with mates in lower leagues. He went to he sort of flirted with Marlow a little bit, but in terms of a full season, this is the first one he's done. So he suddenly started to get in and amongst the goals. But I mean, I, I look back at it and I think sometimes maybe we overplayed him, but because he was in such good form and he wanted yeah. to keep playing. And then he, I think it was Burnham when we were atrocious and we lost 2-0 and he, he picked up a little knock um, and he said it had been bugging him for a while but because he was in such good form he wanted to keep playing himself because he's, he's that sort of lad. He's not one that's, oh, let's hide away now. He's, you know, I've got this slight niggle but it's not going to affect me that much. I could go and I think it just ate away at him and then he got himself back. I think he got 2-2 two and two and then got himself injured again because of all the rain. He went and played in a work game and got himself injured there and... We haven't seen him since. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but he was he was phenomenal for us. And we did actually have a, a couple of offers coming for him. But he said that he liked the team, he liked the squad yeah. and environment, and he liked the club. And he just wanted to just, just get a full season under his belt. Yeah. So I haven't had that conversation with him yet, but Fingers hopefully crossed. we can keep him for a little bit of next season at least. Yeah. Go on, Rob. Well, yeah, it sort of leads on to something I was uh, going to uh, talk about, like the preparation for uh, next season. Obviously, like you'd be expecting to be playing for uh, an, another month, or if uh, the season hadn't been interrupted. So, how does how do you start? Uh, when or when do you start preparing for next year and uh, looking at um, uh, what Reading City will be doing next season? Uh, I mean, as as a management team, we've we've already started. Um, as well, to be fair, as soon as it was announced it was suspended, I said if we don't come back for three months, that's June. Yeah, um, yeah. That's when we start. We started our pre pre season that early last year because it was a yeah. rebuild. Um, so we we've started already to look at you know what players we think we can retain, potential players that we might be able to bring in or have conversations with that we've either played against or people we know or you know. Um, and yeah, we're just literally looking to the aim of late June for a preseason. Whether that goes ahead, I'm not sure because I think this could be a lot longer. Mm. Hopefully not, but I think it could be. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the plan has already started and it's just continuous all year round. I think a lot of people don't realise how much actually goes goes into it. Conversations yeah. <laughs> you I, yeah, of course, yeah. I always found that uh, when I was when I was managing a team, and you'd have people sort of ringing you up or or texting you and moaning at you, you think, "Hang on a minute, I'm I'm doing this. I don't think don't think they quite realise all of the effort and all of the time that goes into yeah. it uh, until they become a manager, and then you get a text going, "Oh, oh yeah, I know." <laughs> yeah. 
oh, you have to do this 18 to 24 times with different players. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Um, well talking of next season if we get a next season and it's not interrupted by uh, what's going on what would you say your ambitions are for uh, Reading City uh, for 20 uh, the 2021 season as it will be then just just to keep building on what we've got I think I mean everyone would love to go oh yeah let's get promoted and that's always got to be the aim as I said at the start of last season there's no point Let's aim to escape relegation because you're not aiming for anything. I said, mm. let's try and build something and let's go for promotion. I'll, I'll be very honest about that because what's the point in not aiming to win the league? Is yeah, just to put yourself doing it, then see where you end up. Um, so the aim will obviously, yeah, to be, finish as high as we possibly can, better this mm-hmm. season. But one thing we'll say is the work that's gone on behind the scenes with the chairman, the treasurer, Vicky Pike. Um, that is one thing I'm glad isn't lost. So it, the season might be void, but the groundworks that those guys have put in place yeah. to make sure that the club can be successful off the pitch going forward is brilliant. You know, we've also got Ryan, the social media guy, who's raised our profile, yeah. profile massively and does a fantastic job. Um, so it's, it's not just our aims on the pitch. This season hasn't been a void because we've progressed so much on the pitch, off the pitch. And the club really is now going in the right direction. It's got the right building blocks in place for us to just, as a club, get as high as we possibly can together. I, I wanted to ask you about about the, the club itself then and, and actually the pitch because quite yeah. quite rightly over the last few years, um, the pitch at Scour Lane, I mean, I mean, I say for the past few years, probably probably as far back as decades now, the pitch this time of year, a little bit like when I was involved at, at Bracknell Town and, and the pitch at this time of year would be an absolute dust bowl or, an, or a quagmire, one or the other. And and you know, it just just terrible condition, dust everywhere. You'd be playing prestigious cup finals on that pitch, and there'd it'd just be a massive dust bowl. That isn't the case anymore, is it? The, the pitch seems to me to be as as good as it's as good as it could be at the moment. And who's that down to? That is down to Dave Wyeth and everyone at C and D facilities, right? Um, who just the the job he's done on that pitch is unbelievable. I remember when we first took it over and we trained on it. And there was not a, I think it was February, March, something like that. There, <laughs> there was not a blade of grass yeah. in it. And I was thinking, are we sure we want this place? <laughs> <laughs> but the job that he's done, I mean, we he, we have conversations all the time, and the, but it's not just it's the amount of games that go on it as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'd be playing there, you get to this time of year, not obviously this year anymore, but last year you had cup semi finals, cup finals, Sunday league finals, and it was still in. Yeah. Extremely Nick, and it does seem to get better every every year. So great credit to those guys. I remember at the uh, the start of the season, I think you were you were playing Lydney at home at the start of the season, and it was it was it'd been a hot summer. It was it was quite dusty, and I remember the Lydney goalkeeper just going absolutely mental <laughs> at the pitch. He's going, "What the hell is this pitch?" And I'm sitting there, and because he's because he's kicked it, and he's obviously he's he's bashed the, the the hard surface or something, or some dust's come up, and he's going mental. And I'm just I stood in the stands, and it would there were it wasn't a big crowd that day, so you could hear everything that was being said. And I remember just shouting back like, "You you don't understand, mate. This is this is amazing compared to, like, but but every pitch in the country. That, we played all right that day. Yeah, you did, you did. Yeah. And I think that was I think that was part of his problem to be honest that they were they were a bit rubbish and um, but I could just couldn't understand why he was so angry about it because that was the best condition the pitch had been in plus every yeah. pitch in the country was rock hard at that time mentally yeah. I just couldn't um, so kind of obviously you're going to be stuck in there I say sorry stuck is the wrong word we're in the Hellenic League for another season 
what does that mean for Reading City? Does that change what you were thinking? Obviously, because obviously we were looking towards being in the combined counties league. Is that funds wise? Does that make a difference? Um, not not ridiculously. I don't think. I mean, I don't, I don't think any club knows where they're going to be financially no. wise until we get to the end of this. But in terms of us being in the Hellenic, to be fair, nobody really likes change, do they? So well, <laughs> apart from the travel, I'm not too bothered because at least you know everyone. You know yeah. what teams you're going to be coming up against. It's easier to prepare. I think if we went into the combined counties, a lot of sort of teams in that area that have already played each other will know each other, which oh. could work both ways. We're an unknown source, but I'm I'm not too bothered about staying in Hellenic apart from the travel to Westfields, which we didn't actually have to do this yeah. year. <laughs> you dodged, <laughs> dodged that bullet. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I guess in terms of then terms of travel that that kind of stays the same is that a conversation you've had to have with players about about traveling um we've got a mini bus um right. so the option is there for them to go on the bus we we like everyone to come on the bus as well because i think yeah. it, it produces a better team spirit um but the only issue is normally trying to find a driver for the bus um <laughs> which is actually to be fair it's, it's normally either dave wyeth who is the groundsman yep um, or it is Reese York, who is well, he, he was one of our players last year. He played centre back, but he did his ACL in that Bratnell Cup final. Uh, okay, for the Sunday League side. Um, <laughs> so he's he's still been fully involved, and he drives the bus, and he deserves a bit of a shout out on this as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's not been able to kick a ball, but he still drives the bus, yeah. takes the kit, does everything. Hero. So you you still play Sunday League yourself, don't you? I participate in some games. Yes. <laughs> what, what's the uh, what's the team you play for? Uh, Woodley Saints kites. Okay, and, and uh, Bracknell Sunday League or is it Reading? Uh, we're Bracknell Sunday League. How? Uh, where do where do you play? Uh, me personally. Yeah. Um, centre mid or sub. <laughs> what one or the, which one's more higher percentage? Depends how the Saturday night went. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I, I did, uh, Reading performed on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they've got quite a uh, quite a, quite a good social media account, haven't they? Uh, uh, the is, is that the same? Is that the same the same team? Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. We did say the RGB. I think we called them Twitter. Yeah, that's the that's the one. It is, it is quite good. Um, so I enjoy that. And do you get do you get as much joy out of the the Sunday League as you do managing? Which which would you kind of would you prefer to still be playing, or is it is it management all the way now? Um. I think I'm, I'm the same for both, to be fair. I mean, I've, I'd never want to really stop playing as much as I can keep going. Yeah. But I, I probably get more of a buzz out of management, to be fair, at the moment. Um, <laughs> how long that will last, I don't know. But at the moment, yeah, <laughs> probably get more of a buzz out of it. Sunday's yeah. more, it's just a social thing, isn't it? Meet up with your mates, have a knock about. Yeah. So. Um, you're pretty new to the first team management game, even if it isn't um, uh, sort of even though you've been managing at uh, different levels before that, um, what would you say is the, if you had to give a bit of advice to uh, a new manager coming in um, to manage a team at this level, what what have you learned over the last year and a half or so that um, you'd like to pass on to someone else, advice-wise? Um, a, a few things. <laughs> the, probably the main thing I've learned, actually, is to, this might sound a bit ridiculous, actually, if people follow me on Twitter, but <laughs> try your best I've learned this massively this season to keep officials on side because they are they are only human and we went through a stage where I think we had five red cards on the bounce 
wow. in in five consecutive games. And us as a management team looked at ourselves and went, this is probably coming from us because we're so active and jumping around and hurling abuse that the players were there going, yeah, happy days. We'll, we'll just crack on with that as well. And we did pick up five. And Darren Barnard actually messaged me, the um, ex-Barnsley um, bloke. He said, uh, Simon, you might want to look at yourself before you look at the rest of the team. Wow. <laughs> and I, because I, I went out to India to do some coaching with Darren, so I know him fairly well. Um, and I said, you know what, Daz, you might be right here because we've, we've had five on the bounce and it's yeah. cost us five games. Uh, so we settled down a lot and from that the team did actually prosper and we, I don't think we have, we've had a red card since That's an interesting one because when, when people ask when I'm sort of talking to people about that I, I, I do I use you as an example quite often because now I don't maybe I missed the, the jumping around phase but I, when I see you on the, in the dugout and on the sidelines there's very little of, of that sort of remonstrating and, and chatting so I think one of the things that I've noticed this, this season especially is is players especially getting in the faces of referees, even though they've got this this sin bin. But I've even seen, like, when you're watching as a neutral, you see even before the players hit the deck and the refs even had a chance to even make a decision, even make a wrong decision, or they're already, or going. They're already at him. And it's like, well, hang on, just just give the give the give the bloke or the or the lady a chance to to even make the decision. And 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 I think you know you, I've seen you as an example lately of of someone when I've seen games that, that Reading City have played as someone who's quite calm on the touchline. I'm sure you still have your moments but um, <laughs> you know yeah. reading city's ground is is quite open and large and you can hear it and and, when, and especially when you compare it to some of the some of the teams you play against uh, and you, they've got managers jumping around all over the place it, it it's a real contradiction and it's 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 good to see and i think that's that's some really good good solid advice there was there anything else you had um just just try not to make as many enemies as possible. <laughs> you, never, you never know when you might need people. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, whenever, if a player does decide to leave, I try my best to leave it on good ground because you never know what happens in the future. I mean, we've had a couple leave this year that, you know, we've had issues with their fitness or yeah. might be other bits and pieces, but, you know, they've messaged me and said, if I can get myself fit, can I come back down? Of course you can. Yeah. Absolutely. Who um just to, just to wrap up and I'll I'll Rob I'll give you I'll I'll give you a chance to wrap up as well in a second but just to make curious you, you mentioned obviously Darren Darren Barnard but who who so who do you call locally if you if you've got a problem you need a player or you know or you want some advice on something who do you who do you call outside of Reading City? Um, last season especially I had quite a few conversations with Marcus Richardson at Flatwell right um because obviously I used to work under him um. But that's it, to be fair. We sort of just toddle along on our own, keep <laughs> ourselves, ourselves as much as possible. Uh, I'll tell you what, actually, Luke Tuss is another one. Yeah, at Napier. Napier, I did my yeah. licence with Luke um, five years, six years ago. So I'm, I know of Luke quite well. Um, so, yeah, I, I speak to him every now and then, ask him if he's got any forwards that can put the ball in the net. <laughs> <laughs> he he was a striker himself. When you set pieces, find other ways to score, and I say, you're so... <laughs> um, but no, he's a good one. But yeah, those two really. Luke, Luke probably more. Yeah. So this year, just because they're in different leagues. So Simon, thanks very much, Rob. Well, have you got got one to finish off with? Uh, one last question. Why don't we finish on a high? What um, what would you say has your been your best moment as a, a Reading first team manager so far? Probably just the entirety of this season. Just 
having a look now that it has finished, looking back on where we were last year, escaping relegation on a technicality to where we are this year, which technically we've actually done the same. We've escaped relegation on a technicality. <laughs> um, but, you know, this year we've, we've looked back and we've, you know, we we were still in two cup quarterfinals. We were sat 10th in the league with the, you know, yeah. opportunity that we could have gone higher and just seeing how much as a group and as a club we have achieved over that last year. It's just a real good thing to look back on. Simon, thanks very much for uh, for joining us. I'll just finish off with our question that we're asking everybody while we're all sat here in isolation. Um, box set you'd recommend to anybody listening? Ooh. I'm going to go safe and say Prison Break. Oh, okay. We haven't had that one yet. That's uh, that's good. That was a classic when I was in university. Um, <laughs> Only of... Series 1, though. The rest of it's rubbish. <laughs> series 1 <laughs> of Prison Break. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, Simon, thanks very much for joining us. Um, no problem. Rob, thanks for for coming on on your on your tea break on your lunch break as well. Um, this one All is right. going out on Friday, so hopefully everybody will be listening along. Um, thanks everybody for listening. If you want to find out more about football in Berkshire, you can find out more about us on the internet by searching football in Berkshire. Find us on Facebook and you can find us on Twitter at FI Berkshire. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a little rating if you can and all that kind of thing and share it and tell your friends. So um, that's all from us today. Uh, Rob, say bye. Bye. Simon, say bye. See you later, guys. And that's bye from me as well. Thanks, everybody. Bye.